Is there anybody out there? Are you doing a Pink Floyd thing? Sure am. God, you need to cut that out. Nope. What's going on, everybody? This is the Why tagline. Why are you doing it? You have no voice. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've got a voice now, supposedly. Not really. Somewhat. What's going on, guys? It's the tagline. We're the Cinefanatics. My name is Chris Adams. And I'm Robert Adams. And this is the show where the tagline is the title. Yeah, uh, that's a great tagline. I sound confused by that every single time. Uh, that's the point. Uh, so, yeah, what's going on, everyone? Um, it is Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. It's and actually like 9.33. Lean all the way back. Sounds like a personal problem. All right. This is where we sit the rest of the show. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, uh, it's it's been a week. It's been a week? It's been a week since our last show. It's been exactly a week. There's been a lot. Okay, so this week actually has felt like a month. Dude, this whole month has felt like three a years. A year, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this past <laughs> month was the worst you year ever. You tried to guess what I was going to say, and I got you. Yeah, that happens all the time. Um, yep. So yeah, this is this has been kind of a brutal week, uh, at least I would say for me health wise. Um, yeah, you had the co- the COVID. No, I didn't. No. Uh, so here in Austin, Texas, this is a huge uh, oak pollen season right now. And cedar. Worst time ever. No, cedar was back in winter. Oh, cedar is yeah. December, January, and February. Uh, Welcome I'm, to Allergy Fanatics. The Allergy Fanatics. I'm Robert Adams. I'm going to tell you my allergies. Uh, He's so, sneezy, I'm dopey. <laughs> That's actually accurate. <laughs> you can't uh, say anything to that. I made the joke for you. Yeah, good job. Uh, can someone be Doc? I need to find Doc. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought I was usually grumpy. Anyways, beside the point. Uh, we have a lot of oak pollen, and apparently, doing day-to-day activities, I got some oak pollen down the old uh, mouth hole and had a complete, like, Total eclipse of my throat. Down the old throat, Rooney. Throat, Rooney. Uh, like <laughs> just deep, deep in there, and just it, it messed up the throat. Just deep in the throat. Uh, so, just it, it, it completely just like obliterated my vocal cords for like what, like five days? I think it roughly started on Thursday. It seems like that way. I went to work and sounded like a kid going through puberty because my voice was like cracking all the time. Up well, that's and downs. just normal though. Oh no, it's not. Um, I had no voice come Friday. And, well, it's not. Yeah. And for most of the day Saturday. By Saturday night, I was sounding like, uh, like James Earl Jones. Like, I put on uh, my Twitter, uh, I tried doing James Earl Jones' voice. That was just my straight voice, no modulation or anything. It sounded like James Earl Jones if he was trying to do, like, a Jack Nicholson impression. Yeah. Uh, well, what was funny on that is I went back after I posted that on Twitter and one of my followers uh, posted the clip from uh, Ghostbusters when, uh, when Bill Murray's talking to Sigourney Weaver after she's been possessed. And she's like, there is no Dana, only Zool. I was like, okay, that actually sounds more like what my voice was doing at that time. <laughs> only Zool. So I was like, that was pretty funny. Um, or it sounded like, uh, oh, what's his name? Mufasa. No, well, that's James Earl Jones. Yeah. Um, the guy who does Honest Trailers. 
Oh yeah, John Bailey. John Bailey when he would when he used to they don't do it like anymore. Epic voice guy. Yeah, the epic voice guy, but he used to do the beeps <laughs> on there. Beeps. Yeah, that was the voice that it sounded like. <laughs> So yeah, that so was the one. Send in your super chats right now for something to read in that epic voice. <laughs> in this epic voice, it, here's the thing: my voice isn't still fully recovered. I like I still hear some scratchiness right now. And it'll be even worse by the end of this. It'll be worse by the end of this particular episode. I'll be doing most of the talking by the end of the show. Probably, uh, which is why I was wanting to do the intro. Thank you. Uh, so uh, I already like down like some warm honey and whiskey. So hopefully that helps with the throat, but. The whiskey wasn't for the throat. <clears throat> no, it's never for the throat. Anyways, how's your week been? It's been a week. It's been a week. It's so here. Here's basically how the week has been. It's been one of these. Look, there's another train car in this too. There's two of them. That's how the week has been. It's been a roller coaster, but it's been like two roller coasters. Oh, it's a roller coaster. I don't like roller coasters. Almost so I crashing get, into each other. I didn't get that reference. You don't have to like roller coasters to understand how a roller coaster works, you dingus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's been... I was waiting for you to bust out in the song. Yeah, it's been... One week since you looked at me. <laughs> there it goes. Birchmont uh, Stadium, home of the Robbie. That's exactly how much of that song that we can do before we get caught <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's been all over the place. Been, uh, been dealing with some things and pushing through some things. And honestly, like, everything that's going on in the world still and will be going on in the world for the foreseeable future has just got me down. And, you know, I cling to any kind of good news I see anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so when I'm, when I'm down, I'm down. And when I'm up, I'm doing pretty good. So what I like it's in- everywhere. What I like about this is this is kind of shifting everyone's, I guess, perspective. Is now, like, we're used to normal being here. New normal is now, essentially, I would say, down here. And it's now, how are you finding ways to stay positive during this yeah. during this time? I, I don't feel good with calling it new normal. I'm not, I'm not ready to commit to this being kind of a normal. Temporary normal. That's... That's the exact opposite of a normal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Abnormal normal. Temporary permanence. You know, we should actually just call it normal and just stick a picture of the cute gray kitten from Garfield on there. Nice. And then ship her little, hit ship him. He was yeah. a him. Yeah. Ship his little butt over to Abu Dhabi. Please do normal's voice right now. I can't do normal's voice. I am the complete opposite of normal's you're, voice. You're closer to uh, what Lorenzo music. As Garfield? <laughs> I do Garfield or Venkman from the Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah. Which that was a weird. I don't know if anyone ever noticed that. Is that Lorenzo music also? So Lorenzo music is known for doing the voice of Garfield, and there was Garfield movies, so this is still movie related. Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Music did the voice of Garfield, but he also did the voice of... Okay, you have to justify This is still movie-related. No, it's not. He also did the voice of Peter Venkman in the 80s uh, real Ghostbusters cartoon, which was funny because Va- uh, Peter Venkman was played by Bill Murray, and then when they did the live-action Garfield Murray uh, movie... <laughs> live-action Garfield Murray. The live-action Garfield Murray. Garfield movie. There's that honey and uh, whiskey from earlier. Uh, it's Bill- not the honey. I promise you it's not the honey. <laughs> Bill Murray played Garfield. Completely wrong voice. Just did not work. I thought it was fine. I thought that that wasn't the thing that was wrong with that movie. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
The voice was fine. I think that movie should have taken some cues from uh, the future production of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. That should have been when they released the trailer. Everyone's like, eh, that's not how Garfield looks. Mostly because they uh, they redid Sonic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Sonic is animated. Oh, but guess what? Spoilers if you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Sorry. The appearance of the other character at the end was also CG. Done exactly the same as Sonic. Which always led me to, like, since we've seen that movie, I've wondered, like, did they have that character already rendered in the same crappy animation that Sonic originally was? Because so, it was a really quick scene. I think they just... They, they just it. waited till was, like, okay, let's see how people think about this Sonic, and then we'll redo the other character. Probably one of the last, last things that they did. Yeah. At the end. But what I'm saying is that all Sonic characters are going to look like that. Whereas if you go back to that stupid Garfield movie and its stupid sequel, Garfield was CG, but all the other animals, including Yodi and Odie. Mermel. Odie. Odie. Yodi? Yodi. Mark, Mark Riley was in this. <laughs> Mark Riley <laughs> uh, is a movie trivia schmodown personality. He also has his own YouTube channel. He's fantastic. Go check him out. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Odie and Nermal were all real animals. That didn't look anything like the cartoon versions. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to Garfield Movie Talk, <laughs> where we're talking about the Garfield movie for some stupid reason. <laughs> it was terrible. It was bad. Uh, what is funny, before we get off this subject, is here in Austin, Texas, like right down the road, not too far, there actually is cr- a crossroad in a neighborhood of Garfield and Odie. Just out of all the streets, it's just those particular yeah, two yeah. meet. Garfield yeah. and Odie, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I've I've driven by that once while uh, while doing some grocery delivery, and I was like, really? Why here of all places? What is the significance of this location in Austin? No John Arbuckle, no Liz, no Normal, no other characters, whatever the mouse's name was or whatever. No other characters, just Garfield, Odie, that's it. Yeah, so that's that's so weird. Uh, a couple people in the chat tonight to shout out already. We got Danny Cost, we got Tyler, and we got Garth. So happy to have all of them here. And oh, Audrey. And oh, Audrey's here also. All right, awesome. Um, I like Garth's comment. I haven't seen Sonic yet, but I can guess who appears at the tail's end. Ah, funny. <laughs> Wasn't that the brand of popcorn we, we sold as Boy Scouts? You were never in the Boy Scouts. Nope. Oh, I was. Yeah, no, I was... I could never commit to that kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, then here another thing, speaking of Boy Scouts, the other thing that I've noticed that is starting to... Is that you're sounding like a Boy Scout? No. Oh. It, that is going to be eventually become a huge problem is the weight of my head is getting heavier due to no not because of that i'm not trying to sound arrogant or egotistical or anything that wasn't what i was thinking uh-huh. it's because of the amount of hair this is like a month-long beard and this is not getting cut pretty much you know me ever since uh the military i've always kept it short here well there's no haircuts all the barbershops are closed. Yep. And the longest I've ever let a beard go was about like a month and a half or so. So pretty soon this head's going to be like, there's too much hair. So here's the thing. You have the freedom to do 
two things. One, shave this. <laughs> you have the ability to shave this, which is more li- more likely the two options I'm giving you here. That's preposterous. The other option, the other option is cue ball. No. No, I absolutely look terrible bald-headed. I did see that when I was in the military. That's not a sight that anyone should have to behold. So then I don't want you to complain about that, especially because you could just shave the head and keep the beard, which would be a very interesting look for you. Uh, that being said, you're not the only one who's going through this. Too. <laughs> I mean, I could shave. This isn't this isn't applying any weight to my head. Let's be honest about that. It's <laughs> it's not applying it's, any weight to anything. <laughs> it's barely applying some color to my chin. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, <clears throat> getting my hair to look like this today, tonight, took about ten minutes worth of work of pulling and tugging with some product. So, quick behind the scenes as we were setting up, he came up and the front of the hair was like pretty much just sticking straight up. And yeah. my first thought was like, is that hair gel? That was your first thought because I came out saying, look, I'm rocking the something about Mary tonight. Well, if you're going to give away the joke behind the scenes, well, now you know the line and the movie it came from. Because I thought my joke was better. It was. So, um, Garth says Chris cut Robert's hair in a live stream. So there's the uh, Streamlabs link that's up there above his head. Uh, and then there's what also... What number should we get to tonight for me to do that? Uh, we're going to shoot for about 2,000. <laughs> I think 2,000 is a nice round number. Nobody's going to go for it if you do that. Oh, darn! <laughs> is your hair really more important than money right now? That's all I got left. <laughs> so if we get to 200 tonight... <laughs> No. I will shave the sides of his head and give him a really awkward high and tight. Oh, there goes the chair. Hey, we got it. <laughs> He's achieved lean backage. The chair finally finally got into the uh, groove that I'm in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Danny, Mostly out of frame. <laughs> Danny say, we're all going to look like Rick Grimes after this. Yeah, pretty much. That is not a lie. That is not a lie. Uh, all right. I gotta be honest. We have some things that we want to talk about tonight, but we didn't put them in any form of, uh... Order of importance? Order of importance, other than, I guess, what we have as the, uh, title. Or, uh, you know, a lot of shows, they, they write out, you know, the plan for the show. Mm-hmm. Give it to everybody who's on the show. So everyone has a good idea of, like, the direction the show's going. Yeah. But not us. We're not professional at all. No, and let's be honest, he he sleeps over there, I sleep over here, we live together. We're brothers. We're talking about this, <laughs> no, we're talking about this for, uh, I'm not going there, we're talking about this throughout the week, or throughout the last day and a half, um, so we're pretty much, uh, we pretty much know where we're going with things, so, this show, on this show we fly by the seat of our pants until we, uh, until we don't anymore, which... To be honest, we might we might not fly by the seat of our pants next week, and especially if we run out of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> no seat pants flying there. Uh, so, and uh, well, we might we may or may not get into why we have to probably plan things out a little bit better next week. I'll, I'll say towards the end. So stay tuned for, for. We we there's there's something in the in the making. There's something in progress right now. Um, I've, I've, I've got the date secured. I don't know. Do you feel like we should make that announcement at the end as a confirmation? 
do we need to get confirmation first? Is that I something mean, that... I don't think so. Oh. I, I, I mean, I think, I think we're pretty confirmed. Oh. But I'm just, I'm just making sure. And next week is good. I we're we're, we're doing planning live on the... Yeah, I, yeah. So we, we plan for next week. Okay. So, uh, as of right now, yes. We'll, 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 we'll leave the, the specifics of it at the end. Stay tuned to the end of this. This is um, how we get you to stay <clears throat> throughout the entire stream. Or come back later. Yeah. <laughs> or stop watching now and come back later. Yeah. Um, uh, at the end of the stream, my voice is already going. I can hear it now. Yep. Uh, at the end of the stream, we'll make it... Good announcement as to what's going to happen next week. It's going to be fantastic. It's also going to be something that has not been done on the tagline and really hasn't been done on our channel at all. So that's a nice little hint there. Yeah. We're uh, venturing into new waters with this one. New, new territory, which... Or at we, least for this channel. We might need to, <laughs> we might need to work, work out a little kinks before next week, but hey, stay tuned. You'll, you'll find out what's going on at the end here. Uh, Danny Coral, stay in the house. Coral, Coral. <laughs> like Garth, first you reference something about Mary. Now you reference running out of toilet paper, like in a long came Polly Stiller night. I mean, we could just see where the night takes us. <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan of. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of this movie, and then completely forget the name of it. The Heartbreak Kid, and Mary then Mary. I completely remember the name of it. Heartbreak Kid, stupid movie. Marilyn Ackerman. Yes. I still never know if I'm pronouncing her name Malin, correctly. Malin. Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Um, Malin. Malin Ackerman. She's got like umlauts or something over her, Mal over the, the A. Malin Ackerman. Yeah, no. Uh, anyways, stupid movie. Heartbreak uh, uh, Kid? Yeah. That's yeah, right. But I liked it. I really liked it. Oh, that's the voice. I liked, I liked it. it. I liked it, guys. Like Zoic Scoob. <laughs> if you keep trying to do voices, you're going to ruin even more. <laughs> I'm going to go straight into Shaggy with this one. I mean, you got the you, you're getting the look down. <laughs> Garth, place your bets now when Robert's voice will go out fully. I bet on the 44 minute mark. I mean, this is I'm down for this. This is gonna be kind of funny. I think you're being very generous, Garth. Yeah, I I, I think it's got probably a good like solid maybe 10 20 minutes at uh, most. I'm saying five. Um, I do like uh, Tyler here. Tyler catches all the references, mm -hmm. uh, and I want to give him a high five for that. Um. I also like that we have no mods in our chat tonight. <laughs> Behave, everybody. I say that, but we're both in our chat, so. Yeah. Uh, so we are... <laughs> our full name is Paul Blart Malin Ackerman. I'm, I'm just going to intentionally pronounce her name incorrectly every time. Malin Ackerman. Yeah. This is the kind of fun content you turn into this channel for. Um, uh, just going through the chat. If y'all have any questions, let us know. Drop some questions over there in the chat. I'm pointing down like the chat's below me. It's actually like... Nope. Other way. There you go. I feel like the Scarecrow from Wizard of Oz. Some people go that way. Some people go that way. But most people just go both way. Whatever. It's that one. Chat's over there. It's that side, yeah. Yeah, okay. We're all pointing in the... Congratulations. You have just successfully passed your masterclass... How to point 101. Pointing goes that way, pointing goes that way. There's this a, is a movie channel. There's the x-axis, the y-axis. There's also the z-axis. I don't know. Access? Axis. Access. Yeah. This is the uh, this is a movie channel, guys. Um, so we're about 20 minutes in. That's usually about the time that we uh, start talking about something actually important rather than what's going on in our lives because none of that's ever important. Yeah. So which one would you like to start with? Well, there's a lot of stuff. Um, 
I only wrote down really like three things. I know there's some other stuff like there, there's some there's some you know really touchy kind of controversial stuff in terms of you know I don't know if you saw that Ezra Miller. Yeah, video. I didn't watch the video. I've just heard about what happened. Um, I didn't see the video, but I'm guessing this has something to do with. Uh, uh, I guess it just came out today that it's in question whether or not Ezra Miller is going to continue playing the Flash. I mean, from what I heard, as long as what happened isn't a setup, isn't like staged. Which again, I haven't seen the video. I haven't haven't dug deep enough to find it yet. I guess, but. Yeah, that's going to cause some issues. So, I have not seen this video. I don't know what it's about. But I'm guessing he says something controversial. No, and... no, no. So, what happened, what it sounds like happened was, and I know we're going to get corrected in the chat as well. That's fine. What happened was uh, a fan was saying something or, I guess, annoying him or saying, choke me or something like that. Some weird, just a very weird thing. And he actually did it. But it sounded like he was, like, enraged about it. I don't know. I really don't know what happened. I kind of don't know if I actually even want to watch even want to watch the video. Garth says it's uh, staged goofiness. Hey, you know, if that's the case, then the Flash movie's fine. As fine as it has Is this, been. like, a bedroom video or something? No, it was, he was, like, talking to a fan. It was, like, an actual, like, public fan interaction or something. And sort. the fan just ran and was, like, choke me. And he's like, oh, okay. I have no idea, but... Yeah, it, it, what happened? All I know is that he actually like, ch I think like choke slammed somebody. Oh, <laughs> which uh, okay. If you're doing that for real, if it's not stage goofiness like Garth says, if you're doing that for real, have fun with your career, buddy. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. Unfortunately, he won't be playing Flash. He will be playing the new Superman though, because I mean. <laughs> He's got the strength for it. Slow strangles a female fan who was waving her arms like she wanted to fight him. So, okay. So it sounds like he's retaliating against somebody who... It's on TMZ and it's just three seconds long. Well, here's the thing that we know about TMZ. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yes, we did, Tyler. Uh, I don't know if you had that in your news lineup. Uh, I, I actually did not hear about this. This just happened today. Uh, no, it was actually a couple of days ago. Uh, oh. Disney Plus yeah. is going to get the X-Men movies. Oh, well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense because those are Fox properties, and now Fox is a Disney property. And so. since it's all Marvel. Yeah, I mean, that that's cool. Yeah, because I would love to like sit there and just put on like x-men x2 x-men united while i fall asleep you said the full title <laughs> x-men x2 x-men united i will never state em the emancipation of one fantabulous harley quinn or whatever <laughs> until now <laughs> and i don't even know if i got it right harley quinn birds of praise new title right correct uh live die repeat mm. um by the way the honest trailer that came out today fantastic on yeah that. They, they that was so good they really nailed it on that one um, um yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hear about the uh, X Men coming to Disney Plus, but I mean, it makes sense. And because they were already rocking the uh, animated series and X Men Evolution on Disney Plus. Yeah, they were doing pretty much most most X Men animated properties. Yeah, um, that's great. That's fine. I'll I'll put them on until MCU starts pumping out X Men movies, and then I'll forget about them. <laughs> uh, the first two X Men movies. I have not watched Days of Future Past. I have not watched Spider Man one, two, or three. Here's the thing. Or the Amazing Spider-Man movies here's the, since the MCU's brought Spider-Man in. Here's the thing that dawned on me the other day is I have not seen 
Dark Phoenix since it was in the theater. Same. And I really just don't care. Like, even X-Men The Last Stand, there were things I liked about The Last Stand. And I've seen that movie multiple times. It's yeah. still a terrible movie. But I've seen it multiple times. It's enjoyable. It's an entertainment. It's stupid. It's crap. But it's it, it's still fun to watch. Yeah. Dark Phoenix? Not at all. And I've seen X-Men Apocalypse probably well, to be fair, five Dark, times now. Dark Phoenix is a better movie than X-Men Apocalypse. It is. It is a, it's actually a lot better. A lot better. Dang it, Tyler. You got us on this tangent. It's a lot better, but <laughs> that's fine. It's a, I'm okay with this. We got we got some time to fill. Um, I think Dark Phoenix is a lot better than X Men Apocalypse. X Men Apocalypse <laughs> is the uh, weak link in mm. the X Men prequel movies, and that had every right to be one of the best had they just done Apocalypse right. Yeah, I mean, I would forgive the script. I would forgive how they did everything about it if Apocalypse looked comic accurate. Yeah. Um, like, I was even a fan of uh, Oscar Isaac yeah. playing Apocalypse. Because you like, couldn't tell it was Oscar Isaac. Yeah, you could tell. I mean, you could tell it was him. And That's even. I know. I, just said. I know. I'm, I'm continuing your thought. You could tell it was him, and the makeup job that they put on him shows that they were heading in the right direction. They just didn't do that one little step further in which you still could have maintained the Oscar Isaac aesthetic of his face, but still fully committing to believing this is Apocalypse from the comic, from yeah. the cartoon on the live action you screen. gray out his face and give him some contacts? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's all you had to do. And there was a part where his con where his eyes were whited out during the like mind fight with Xavier but that was the that was some of the dumbest things though whenever uh, whenever they do that in, in those older comic book movies it's like hey we're gonna do the comic accurate portrayal of them but for like five seconds like freaking Iceman was that that was in the last stand right yes that was where he completely iced up yeah, yeah. cool that looked great that was awesome I loved that that was probably the best part of the last stand mm-hmm uh, one of one of the better parts that, of it. That real quick part. Uh, Wolverine running through the woods, like just pretty much going to complete berserker, Almost. was good until Logan. Until Logan, and where he did it so much better, and you're yeah. like, all right. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, so these X Men movies, one and two, good. First class and Days of Future Past, good. Yeah. All the rest of them have yeah. have a lot of flaws. Yeah. Um. AJ says the Quicksilver scene in Apocalypse was bomb, though. Both the Quicksilver scenes, Apocalypse and from Days of Future Past, fantastic scenes. Yeah. Easily. Uh, I, I, I am a bigger fan of the original just because of the music used in it. I, I, I don't know if I feel like Sweet Dreams just really did not fit with that scene Sweet at all. Yeah, yeah. That, that just did not fit with that scene. It was like severely of out of place. That's kind of the point. I guess. Um, and then Danny said, "I skip, I skipped Dark Phoenix." Hey, you know what? I thought it was, I thought it was decent. I thought it was okay, but you, honestly, you're not missing much. Mm. It, it was, it was, it was good. It was all right. It was better than Apocalypse. But if you, if you miss it, you, you miss it, and you can continue living life, and it's fine. Um. Uh, so what else is going on? <laughs> yeah, what else is going on? Uncomfortable <laughs> silences. Card says you don't care about Dark Phoenix, just like Jennifer Lawrence. You know, I'm not a big Jennifer Lawrence fan. I mean, 
I thought the I thought the first Hunger Games was good. First two Hunger Games were good. Uh, yeah, I guess. Catching, Catching Fire was great. I thought. Uh, I need the, to go back and watch it. I guess. Yeah, the third, the third and the fourth Hunger Games movies. I'm out. Yeah. Especially the fourth one. The guy hated the fourth one. And how how long has it been since that's been out now? It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I'm going to bring up briefly kind of what happened in that movie and people who have read the book also know um, so I apologize if you haven't seen it or even cared to watch it at this point it's uh, Prim yeah her sister her sister dies and there's literally no fanfare around that there's no she mourns about it for like all of two minutes and then moves on I'm like that was the whole point <laughs> You got into the Hunger Games to protect her. No, that's what I'm And then she dies and you mourn it for two minutes. Did that happen in the book? I believe it did, yeah. Uh, and, and I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark that the book was a lot more elaborate on... I don't know. From what I've heard by the people who read it, because I don't <laughs> care to... I, I just don't care. I, I watch movies more than I read the books, technically mm-hmm. speaking. Um... From what I heard, that it was done pretty roughly about the same as the this book. This isn't the so. library fanatics channel. Yeah, we don't. We're not the book of fanatics. Um. So, yeah, I don't like I, that. That story beat just made no sense to me. Like, why did we spend like a total of two minutes on this? It was the, it was the catalyst for Katniss being involved in anything to begin with. We're just randomly talking about random random movies tonight. Yeah. Uh, so Garth is asking if I'm not a fan of Silver Linings Playbook or American Hustle. Have not seen American Hustle. Uh, I want to see it. Uh, I, okay. And I started watching Silver Linings Playbook at one point, and unfortunately, I had to go do something. I just haven't came. I haven't come back to it. Wasn't that a good old David O. Russell? Yes, both of those I believe were. David O. Russell. Wait, was American Hustle David O. Russell? Schmodown. Yeah, I believe so. I, I so I. I uh, who did, uh, was it Joy? Wasn't Joy another uh, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence movie? Why Why are you asking these questions? I have no idea. Someone in the chat let me know. The whole point of the movie channel is to prove that we actually know things and you're bringing up stuff that you don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I'm diving into one little portion I might not know. Welcome to the last episode of the Tagline, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been great having you here. Um, next week, we won't be here. <laughs> or at least my voice won't. Yeah, it's never coming back. <laughs> so, uh, this isn't Collider Book Talk. Wow. <laughs> uh, welcome, Brian. Us. Well, I haven't seen him in the chat yet, so we're uh, glad to have you here joining us. Yeah. Um, who else is here? Oh, there's other people that have popped in. AJ, thank you for popping up in here, AJ. AJ Lancaster. Uh, I'd say I'd say General AJ, but we're uh, we're not action industries. We don't have generals. We don't even have a Patreon yet. I mean, here's the thing: we can still respect the fact that AJ Lancaster is affiliated with that because it's just nice that he's supporting yeah, content we're, creators. We're respecting him more than Ben Bateman. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, earlier, I saw it was uh, Justin Towns. Justin Towns. Yeah. So, yes, thank you all for joining us. Uh, yeah, so uh, Brian Nussbaum, yeah, everyone's confirming Silver Lining, American Hustle, and Joy were all David O. Russell. That's what I thought. Uh, although Brian Nussbaum is misspelling David O. Russell. Did he use the. Uh... He went the Chance Ellison route. 
David O. Russell, the finest Irish <laughs> director. Uh, for those who don't know the reference we're making, it, it's accent. Chance Ellison, movie trivia, Schmodown. Look, if you're watching our channel at this point, you know the Schmodown. We talk about the Schmodown a lot. Most everybody who pops up in our chat is aware of the Schmodown. Yeah. Um, if you are watching this on replay and you're not aware of the Schmodown, please go ahead and leave a comment down below. We'd like to know uh, if you're just watching us because you just stumbled upon our channel. Or if you're a fan of us from our trailer reactions, movie reviews. Yeah, stumbled upon our channel. Uh, it'd be great to, <laughs> great to know that you're here. Um, but yeah, I think most people know us from our uh, fantastic Schmodown reactions. Absolutely. If you say so myself. Yeah. Dude, uh, seriously, my voice is like living on a prayer right now. It's just barely holding on. It's halfway there. It's halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. It's actually so halfway there, I'm not even going to sing, and that's tough for me. I love to sing. Yeah, not good at it, but he loves to do it. Hey! I'm just spitting fire truth over here. Um, so, aside from Hunger Games, and which we're probably all about to be in at this point pretty soon <laughs> anyway, and who knows, the coronavirus could be turning us all into X-Men, I don't know. Um, relevance. Uh, aside from these things... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Audrey says she stubbed. I stubbed my toe on your channel. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. That's how you stumble upon a movie channel right there. That uh we're pretty much not going to have a summer movie season. Yeah, I think pretty first, much everyone gave it up for the first time since summer blockbusters have been a thing. We're just not going to have a summer movie season. There's a couple movies that are uh still on track for basically the tail end of the summer, but August yeah, right now, May releases, June releases are all pretty pretty well gone. Yeah. We're expecting that theaters aren't necessarily going to be up and running through probably the next two months. Pretty much, yeah. Which is insane. I can't say that enough. It's insane what's happening with at least just the, uh, the, movie, the movie sphere. Yeah, and again, we mentioned it, I think, in the previous weeks. I'm really e eager to see how this fleshes out. How does this affect the industry? How does everything move, shift? What do we see? Are we going to see an uptick in... Like, uh, you could go in, say, if it's a movie that you didn't think was going to do too well. Mm -hmm. um, let's say, for example, Sonic the Hedgehog. We're like, okay, if they would have stuck with the original Sonic design, absolutely, that movie was going to tank. Yeah. They corrected it, and I I think, therefore, that kind of helped contribute to Although, I think there is a real weird world where that movie actually does pretty well because everybody wants, wants to see how big of a train wreck it is. That, too, but... Didn't help Cats. No, it, it not. But here's what... Cats... I, okay, Cats is a better example. If Cats was being delayed right now and being pushed to, like, August... Would that help Cats overall compared to what it did back in December when it came out? I would say yes, only if... They released they, the butthole cut. No, <laughs> only if there's no other releases coming out uh, at the same exact time. Yeah. And people have been stuck inside and they just want to get out and go see a movie. That's the only way I see Cats succeeds in that in that scenario. Otherwise, it's the same as it as it was. It's just awful just just awful yeah uh garth mcmurray is saying uh pixar soul is going to be streaming i'll bet on it I, that 
I would not bet on that, actually. I just think that was, uh, at the time of, like, say, February, about to go into March, Soul was, I, I think Soul released a trailer right before this all pretty much yeah. shut down this country. Yeah. Um, Soul was on track to be the major movie that Pixar was pushing. Mm-hmm. If you remember, there, there's a couple of movies that Pixar has put a full amount of advertisement behind yeah. to push. Uh, say, like, for example, Cars was not one of them. It wasn't? I wouldn't think so. I mean, the it most... It got two sequels. Yeah, but that's because it actually turned out well. But, I mean, like, compared compare to how much <laughs> how much did Pixar push as far as Toy Story or Monsters, Inc.? Mm-hmm. Comparatively, or even Finding Nemo, comparatively to Cars, they didn't push Cars as much as they did those other ones. I feel like you're going too far. I would say that I didn't really see any marketing, except for maybe a trailer towards the good dinosaur. Oh, yeah. You remember that one? I mean, that's straight, like, bottom. I'll be honest. I still haven't seen The Good Dinosaur. I haven't either. It's on Disney+. I'll watch it at some point. Like, I caught up on some Pixar I haven't seen. Since we got Disney+, Plus, I caught up watching Ratatouille and WALL-E. I hadn't seen them before. Watched them. I think uh, Good Dinosaur, Brave, and the Cars sequels are the the only ones I haven't seen yet. And I'll watch all of them because I actually want to rank the Pixar movies at some point. Maybe, did he say butthole? I thought this was a family-friendly channel. I'm writing an angry letter. Ah, Go Garth, ahead, Garth. Garth caught us. <clears throat> uh, we'll, we'll put it into our HR department and he'll get back to us. <laughs> so, Lola! <laughs> Lola, where's my cat? <laughs> She's the HR department, and she'll have some words about us talking about the butthole edition of cats. Good luck with that. She flashes her butthole all across this apartment. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, regardless of... thing to say. I know. <laughs> regardless of, like where our opinion is everyone who's watching understands there are pixar movies that pixar has definitely pushed more than others yeah i feel like onward wasn't pushed that much not as much as some of the other ones soul looked like it was on the it was on the incline to being pushed more heavily this year soul soul feels like more of like a spiritual successor to inside out yeah whereas onward just felt like a really experimental idea that we're not sure if it's going to work as well but -hmm. we're going to go ahead and do it anyway because it's a very personal project for the director and we feel we feel okay about it yeah uh i think onward now having seen it onward was fantastic it was a really good movie with a really good message what i think they could have done is they could have done a lot more in terms of like character posters and just fun marketing because the whole premise of the mythical world but also with modern technologies like we see in our life and society i think that whole premise is fantastic and hilarious and there's for marketing they could have done so much with that by the way onward is now available on disney plus we highly recommend you check that out because that is one of the better movies of this year we're shills we're shills no we're, we're disney shills i would love to be a, a disney shield we're disney if you happen to be watching this live stream i'm not drinking whiskey right now i'm talking about I'm your fine product drinking whiskey and i don't want to see cars too <laughs> or planes oh god oh i forgot about planes planes isn't even pixar <laughs> no it just took the same animation style yeah um so <laughs> things Onward was good, but it was Weekend at Bernie's meets Bright with a lot of D&D stuff. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's true. That is actually really true. 
Uh, Asia says there's also a conspiracy theory that they made the first trailer of Sonic look awful on purpose to get the fan outcry and get more publicity. He said Kevin Smith mentioned it on his podcast. You know, here's the thing. I'm, I, I would believe it. I'm not normally susceptible, I would say, to conspiracy theory. You don't have a tinfoil hat? No, I don't, don't have, have enough tinfoil for that. No, we just had to buy some the other night, and luckily we found it. Uh, but it's not it's not on shortage like toilet paper. And if it was, are people using tinfoil instead of toilet paper? Because ow, woof, <laughs> <laughs> that's one step closer to the three seashells. I mean, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I think that's like 18 steps past the three seashells. <laughs> if you don't know what we're referencing, watch more movies, namely Demolition Man. Well, if you're just going to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell him what movie to watch. That was a good movie, by the way. A lot of uh, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World references. We're all over the place tonight, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a book, isn't it? Uh, Cinefanatics, now sponsored by Santori Whiskey. Uh, just Jack Daniels for me. You got... B- bullet Bourbon? Bullet. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just a, it's a good, simple... Add a bottle of Jack because I was mixing it with Dr. Pepper and you don't mix good whiskey with Dr. Pepper because that's that's just silly. I wanted a good one to like sip on but also something I can mix with honey for the throat. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'll go with Bullet. Three Seashells. Is that a Little Mermaid reference? Only if the Little Mermaid was that one alien in Total Recall. That's a good reference right there. I don't care who you are. Are we calling those seashells now? Well, if There's she was, three of them. If she was wearing three seashells, yes. Uh-huh. That's a great reference uh-huh. right there. AJ Lancaster says, Demolition Man just makes him crave Taco Bell. Well, unless that. unless you're overseas and it makes you crave Pizza Hut. The international version didn't know what uh, Taco Bell was, so on the international versions of... i got to be honest, here in America we don't know what Taco Bell is. No, we do, because they're trying to introduce the Trilupa during a toilet paper crisis. <laughs> That is so stupid. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that there's a chance that this coronavirus nonsense is going to go down as the toilet paper You need crisis. to stop talking about it. Stop mentioning it by name. <laughs> I hate that this uh, the Kobe stuff is going to go down as the... So uh, much better. The Rona is going to go down. <laughs> Jake Yakovetta, we finally have a blue have, moderator in the chat. We have a mod here. Yay. Who's telling me to quit touching my face. My hands are clean. I've washed my hands directly before I sat in this chair. I've only touched... The stuff right here, which was already clean. But thank you for looking out for me, Jake. I'm clean. Our apartments are clean. My hands are clean. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Franco in the chat uh, is saying it's Pizza Hut or KFC. I've seen both. Uh, I've seen the international version is referencing Pizza Hut. So what I was saying is in the international versions of Demolition Man, uh, like in Italy, they don't know what Taco Bell is. So they know Pizza Hut. So they replaced all the logos in the movie with Pizza Hut. And if you watch, they like they dubbed over their voices instead of saying Taco Bell, they say Pizza Hut. But their lips still say Taco Bell. But they're the actual names of the restaurants, so they're not they're not doing it at their language. They're saying Pizza Hut or Taco Bell. Yeah. They're saying the English names for them. Yes. So while the person is saying Taco Bell, it's doing yes. here here say it. Yeah. So tonight I I will invite you to dinner tonight at Pizza Hut. There you go. That's in Japan. (laughs) I just did the Japanese dub for you. Here I thought you were going to say it at the same time I knocked and we would do a bit. I had to catch my breath there for a second. Uh, So, (laughs) can't breathe. 
Dude, we got a party now. Eric Rodriguez, Nerd Chronic. We is got Nerd Chronic here. Yes. Thank you, Eric Rodriguez, for joining us. And he's literally eating KFC right now. The future is now. Hey, you know That's what? That's awesome. Uh, that reminds me, also during a toilet paper crisis, the double down is probably a mistake as well. I don't think the double down exists anymore. Does it not? I think they learned the not. error of their ways. That that was a crime against humanity. It really was. I had that thing too, and I was like, yeah, not a fan. Yeah. <clears throat> Here we are, 44 minutes in, voices still there. Take that, Garth. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I'm not that mean. I'm not that mean either. Tim Franco, let's talk about how Lenina Huxley is Spartan's daughter. You know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I'm going to make fun of your voice the entire stream. Because of the things they do in that movie? No. Oh. Also, I haven't heard of that that before, so I'm kind of interested in that. He also doesn't want to talk about it hole. because talking more <clears throat> is ruining him right now. Yeah, uh, I love Demolition Man. is like one of the stupidest, most off-the-wall 90s movies that's just pure 90s, and I love it. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious as to where this rabbit hole goes, but it's not quite where I want to go right now this <laughs> second. K-Wolf is here. Greetings, gentlemen. Welcome, K-Wolf. Thank you for showing up. Garth is saying I'm eating rat meat like Edgar Friendly. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a rat burger. Also reminds me of uh, Book of Eli, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. that was such a stupid movie. <laughs> what? Book of Eli. Get out no, oh, of my okay. apartment. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. It's a good movie. Completely preposterous. Sure. Ah, I don't want to ruin the ending to that, though. No, I don't I don't either. We're not going to ruin the ending. Though. Yeah. It, it, that one's hard to describe unless you have personal experience. I'm just saying you'll never see it coming. Yeah, yeah, funny. You'll never see the ending coming. Um, but it's at the end of the movie, Mandarin pops up and it's Ben Kingsley. Yeah, and you'll never see it coming. Uh, so you won't see the ending coming on it, but weird word to put emphasis on. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, you did. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe that. There's there's a point I want to make, but I can't without revealing the end of the movie. Sure, shut we're up just up gonna then. pass on. Just shut up then. Uh, I love Book of Eli, and if you say anything against it... Uh, it's a good movie. There you go. That's what it's talking about. Not factually so, accurate. We, I don't think I have gathered all of the uh, movies that have shifted over this last week. I know for a fact uh, Top Gun Maverick, A Quiet Place 2, Spongebob... Sp nobody cares about Spongebob anyway. Um, all of those... <laughs> Did I even do, have those written uh, down? For last week? I don't even know. Can I do his voice now? No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. I can <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I can do it. Um, but, yeah. So, oop. Tim Franco says all the Bond films are streaming in 4K. Oh, minus the Craig era. You know what? I need to catch up on all the older Bonds anyway. But I, I, I just need to watch them. I still, I still want to see the uh, the last Spectre. I haven't. I still haven't seen Spectre. So I, I still want to see Spectre. The only one I've ever for... seen is Goldeneye. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I guess since we're talking about Bond and we are a movie channel, um, sorry, I forgot her name, uh, but there was a Bond actress that passed away a couple of days ago. We can't say her name on this channel. 
Yeah, we can because it's the character. But you gotta say it in the Sean Connery accent. <laughs> I don't know if I can do. Can I do the Sean Connery accent? I'm still waiting to be impressed. I'm still waiting to be impressed. It's a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen quote right there. That's how deep we go here. That movie was okay. Uh, no, that's a uh, well. It's a reference made in What Women Want when Mel Gibson's watching. Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting to be impressed. That was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, okay. I've no, been, I'm, I've been doing that. Okay, quote. okay. I'm thinking his when he's watching. You don't argue with me on this. He's watching uh, Hunt for Red October. Um. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, says, yes. I'll make a book if you like quiz for Robert. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, so Honor Blackman was the actress who passed away. Uh, famously portrayed uh, Pushy Galore. Pushy Galore. On uh, Goldfinger, so... Why is she pushy? I don't understand. I didn't say pushy. Why is she so pushy? Why are you pushing her? I did not say pushy. She's pushy. (laughs) Pushy galore. You're doing a lot of pushing over there. Wow. (laughs) Anyways, so... I love that bit. That was a fun bit. I would say, like, even though I haven't watched the Bond movies, um... As a, a as a younger gentleman, that was the one that I would say stuck out more yeah. to me. Probably because of the name, but he, he was thirteen and went. <laughs> oh, who didn't do that? They said Let's... galore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was the galore that got me on that. Um, but I mean, that kind of sucks. I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't watched Goldfinger. But I knew of this character enough that, yeah, um, it, it, it stings. So, yeah, rest in peace, Honor Blackman. But yeah, um, that's the extent of my James Bond talk. Apparently, <laughs> that's about as far as you can go with that. I need to refresh Streamlabs over here. By the way, guys, we do have that Streamlabs link up there. We do welcome all sorts of donations through Streamlabs. Uh, Definitely keeps these lights on. Actually, we want to turn these lights off and get new lights. So if you want to donate to that Streamlabs link, we would really appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, if y'all are interested in, like, real quick, like, behind the scenes, uh, we are needing to change out the lights. We got some ideas of what lights we want to change out with. Uh, I have also went back and watched our previous tagline episodes, and we need another microphone. Yeah, we got the, one right now that's sitting between us. The sound on this is 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 okay, but it would be so much better if we were actually doing like true like podcast style where we have that microphone like right here in front of us, pointed at our mouth, so we could give you the the optimal sound quality that we can. So. Yes, if you would like to pitch in uh, Streamlabs, uh, Super Chat, anything would help. That Note, would be fantastic. We realize that there's a lot of really hard times right now. Believe me, we understand that. So if you can't, don't. Yeah, Please absolutely don't. do if not you if you can't. Right now, this is extra for us to be able to do more and extra stuff on the YouTube channel at the moment. Um, but if you can and you feel... So generous right now. We would really appreciate anything being given there. God. Why are you saying things? Anyways. <laughs> You're saying things like Garth is going to latch on to. <laughs> we need it right here in our mouths. When did I say that? 
We'll find out on the replay. Oh, I guess I'm gonna have to go back and replay that one because that was. Um, so which of these which of these movies out or which of these movies that have been delayed right now? I think which of them stings the most for you in the moment? Keeping in mind that pretty much everything's been. Delayed. Oh man, there's so much. Like I honestly, at this point, come the end end of March, I was really looking forward to Mulan. I'm not a huge fan of Mulan the cartoon. I've seen it a couple of times. It is a good Disney movie. Uh, but, like, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, I don't feel like I just connected with it that much, as much as I did, say, like, Lion King, uh, Aladdin, yeah. uh, Beauty and the Beast, or Little Mermaid. It might just have been my age. By the time Mulan, after Lion King, pretty much everything that came out, I, I just really didn't have a huge interest in. Um, in fact... I'm going to reveal this. I just watched Hunchback of Notre Dame a couple of days ago. That was your first viewing? That was the first time I, I ever watched that movie. I honestly thought you were just watching it again just for the sake of it. No. I've never watched that movie. Fascinating. Uh, so I just watched there it. Checked it off my uh, watch list on Letterboxd. Again, yeah. follow me on Letterboxd. Robert Adams, MLP. Uh my handle is also down below in the comments or yeah. the description, not the comments. Y'all are going to make comments. It's also on the screen. It is. Well, yeah, it's the same as my Twitter handle. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mulan is a big one. I'm actually, just because the, the live action Disney movies has just been so hit or miss and they've been all over the place. Uh, I know a lot of people were expecting that Mulan was going to be like the first really great one. And you can, you know, you can make arguments as to, uh, as to whether or not uh, one considers Jungle Book a, a, a good live-action treatment. And I did. I thought it was great. But for the most part, most of the live-action Disney movies, you know, have been subpar, have been just okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mulan is one, I think, that despite the fact that they weren't including Mushu, which... Stings a little bit. It feels kind of like a travesty because you know, and I want to see, I want to see Musha come back. But I, I understand like you can't really top Eddie Murphy's performance of him. So unless you get Eddie, Eddie Murphy back, and it doesn't really necessarily fit the tone that they want to go for. Um, yeah, Mulan though that that's an interesting one. I think the one that stings the most for me and and again this is just for me for right now is the fact that F nine got pushed an entire year. They show us that Han is back. Wait, what's wrong with the number nine? They show us that Han is back. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden I'm like, awesome. We're going to find out in about a month. How did he come back? No. What happened there? No, you got a whole another year now. You're going to find out next year why Han is coming back. Like, oh. And that, that one hurts. That one hurts a little bit. Just because like, I know they want to do F9. They want to do F10. Wait, what's all, wrong with the number ten now? All of the uh, all of those uh, keys on a Windows keyboard. I love how he completely ignores this. Yeah, because it's a stupid joke. I um, love that joke. Anyway, uh, that one does sting though, because yeah. I mean, when you get when you get to the ninth movie in a series, I mean, how? Let, let's look at how many franchises have Harry Potter. How many franchises have hit the ninth level? And still, but still have been this good. Harry Potter. For Harry, those who like Harry Potter, I. If you're you're counting the Fantastic Beast movies. No. 
Harry Potter did not hit nine movies. Did it not? Oh, no, it hit... Like, well, seven. It hit seven. Yeah, seven and eight were split. I think seven and eight were... Seven the, eight were the Deathly split. Hallows was, was, two, two was split. For some reason, I was thinking eight and nine was, were the numbers that were split. So, mm. I mean, yeah, if you talk about the Wizarding World and you include uh, Fantastic Beasts, then maybe Harry Potter doesn't count. Here's the thing. How many movie franchises have actually hit a ninth part, not including horror? Or Land Before Time. Or Land Before Time. Did Land Before Time hit a ninth part? Probably, but by that time they should have hit time. That's an old one, guys. That's that is a, an old family joke. We love telling that one. That's, an, old, that's an oldie but a goodie. Yes. The franchise has been running so long, they should have time by now. Yeah. Time should have been invented. Um, Kelsey's here. Hey, Kelsey. Thanks for coming. Glad your hair is dry now. She was dying her hair. <laughs> or dying. Not Glad your hair has died. I don't know why dry. Glad your hair died. Yeah. Anyways, my voice is going out, so. And so is his brain. Why? Yeah. Um, no, uh, so. Nine Platinum years. blonde with pink and blue ends. Gee, I wonder who she's dressing up as. <laughs> oh, no clue. Not at all. Sounds fantabulous, though. It sure does. Um, so, yeah, uh, Star Wars hit nine movies. So the question is, how many movies hit nine movies, and all nine movies are considered good, or I mean, at least decent? Fast and the Furious definitely has its drawbacks. Tokyo Drift. Like, here's the thing: Tokyo Drift. On hindsight, you go back to it; it's actually not that bad. It's it was now. it was bad had they not continued the Fast and Furious that's, franchise. That's a feat that I don't think too many franchises are able to do. To make more, a movie create good, create more movies and make a movie good on hindsight. Re, make the movie good retroactively. Yeah, that is impressive. Uh, I still don't think Tokyo Drift is not the strongest of the franchise, oh, no but way. it definitely. There's no way. Uh, and I know F9 was going to. What's wrong with the number nine? No, no. Uh, they were going to bring back. Uh, wow, Lucas, Han. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas from Tokyo Drift. They were going to bring yeah. him back, like. I guess Foley, he had like a cameo in F seven, F eight, whatever. Um, but they were gonna bring yeah. him back in like fully as a part of the team. It look, it looked like he's now part of the family. The family. Family. Um. So that uh, that again retroactively is going to make Tokyo Drift stand out that much more in the realm of the entire franchise. Yeah. Um. So. That, yeah, it, it stings. It stings that we have to wait a whole year for, for that one now. Um, but one of the other movies that got pushed back, and here, here's the big one. I'll move into this one. This is part of our title. Uh, one of the movies that got pushed back shifted the entire realm of other movies in the series, and that's Black Widow. Yeah. Black Widow got pushed back to, was it November? So, pretty much all the Marvel movies, they released the updated release date for all the Marvel movies, and it looked like they all pretty much just up and shifted over one. Yeah, they did. So, Black Widow is now taking the spot that Eternals was going to be taking. Mm -hmm. uh, Eternals moved over to whatever the... It's like February of next year. Like February, which was previously held by... I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Nice. But uh, there was a huge slate. I think it was uh, Thor. No. Possibly Thor no. or Thor is Thor is much later. Thor was much later. Thor is now Thor is now in twenty twenty two. Okay, 
So, I mean, it it just up and shifted everybody. Yeah. And everyone pretty much just went, like, one release date over. So we're all hoping by November all of this will be cleared up. Hopefully. I would assume. Hopefully. Um, and so, yeah, they moved Black Widow back to that date. And this is, honestly, this is what I thought they would do. This is, A, I think it's the right move. Um, it just puts a slight delay on, on their order of events. I know it kind of, uh, it makes things a little bit more complicated now because they're also releasing those Disney Plus shows on the, in a delayed fashion as well. Um, I haven't heard anything about the, you're talking about the Disney Plus Marvel shows? I yeah. haven't heard anything about them moving. Yeah, uh, so I think they got delayed just a little bit. Uh, as far as I can tell. I think um, it was, uh, was it Winter Soldier and Falcon, Falcon is still coming out August? Falcon and Winter Soldier is coming out this year, and then so is WandaVision. WandaVision is coming out in like December. So those two, those two uh, got delayed just a little bit. Yeah, but I, I, th- I think that's the big issue now is because you're, you're you now have an MCU that has to balance between both movies and these Disney Plus shows because they're going to they're going to be interweaving a lot more, a lot more than say the Netflix shows did. The only one I knew of that was key was apparently WandaVision. Stuff happening in WandaVision is supposedly leading into like pretty much straight into Doctor Strange's next one. Yeah, it's Doctor Strange 2, still bargaining. Yeah. Still bargaining. <laughs> Doctor Strange 2, Groundhog Day 2, still bargaining. Still bargaining. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you need to go back and watch our show from last week. It was fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's... That's kind of that's kind of a huge deal, though. I mean, I, so this is, I think, predictable. I think, for the most part, we knew that Black Widow was probably not going to come out anytime soon, just like everything else is being delayed or, or sent to streaming. It but was the, as inevitable as Thanos. <laughs> the question was whether or not uh, Disney was going to skip ahead and just go ahead and put it on Disney+, Plus, or if they were going to release it in theater still. And Disney came out and was like, no, we're still committed to releasing this one theatrically. Which I think is great. I think they need to release all of these big MCU movies theatrically. As much as I would love to see it on Disney Plus like next week. Just so we can watch it now? Just so we could watch it now. Uh, I don't think it's doing justice to the character of Black Widow, which has basically been long gestating in the creation of a movie process. Uh, people have been wanting a Black Widow movie for since Black Widow appeared as a character in the MCU. And we're just now getting one in a post-in-game world, a literal post-in-game world. That's, wow, that's a joke. Um, dark joke. Uh, so, Gar- Garth got it. It was Shang Chi that was supposed to come out that's in right. February. That's okay. Right. Yeah. So, uh, it, it makes sense though. Black Widow still deserves a theatrical release, not just to be forgotten about on a streaming service somewhere which it wouldn't be forgotten about but it's still uh hey let's let's give this character her due respect this yeah. character needs to be needs to have a story told in a theatrical setting so i do like that they are committed to that uh danny cost is leaving bye danny thanks for thanks for coming appreciate it good night sir and uh we need to have like some kind of like action industry, action does a salute or whatever you have some kind of like goodbye respect gesture We'll figure it out. We're, we're only we're, never, si- we're no, only we're six not. episodes in. We're never, gonna, we're never going to figure it out. We'll brainstorm this and we'll let no, you know next week. I promise we won't. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that Disney's committing to a theatrical release for that movie, though. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's good. And it is predictable that they move everything back, but I think it's the right call, uh, given the circumstance. The downside, though, is like when you put it in perspective. We're in April right now. Black Widow's supposed to come out next month. Was. We're now waiting till November. Yep. For Black Widow. It's it, and that's and that's the issue. That's with all these movies, though. We were expecting to get all these movies within the next month or two, and now we have to wait either a half a year to a full year before we see them again. That is, it is a uh, it is a bummer, but it's it's okay in light of why we have to. Yeah, I as much as I hate it and as much as I miss the theater going experience and I actually want to touch on something that uh, unfortunately Danny mentioned in the chat earlier um, I say unfortunate because he's not here anymore but uh, the theatrical experience is a very special one and I do miss going to the theater uh, it's been making the rounds on Twitter today some of the audience reactions of, of Endgame some of the key parts at the end of Endgame and you hear like the audio of the audience reactions to those. Like I've actually Captain, watched a couple of these over the past couple of days Captain too. Captain America catching the hammer. Oh yeah. Or doing the Avengers assemble with the oh yeah. And everything. Oh yeah. Like you go back and you watch, you, you watch these these clips with the audience reaction. Man, it's it's chills. It is chills because it brings me right back to when we were in the theater and when we saw it and just whooping and hollering in in the seat like. Captain America catches that hammer. I'm like, yeah. No, because I remember. So when you and I went to go see Endgame, like opening night, he like he caught that hammer. We were both like, oh yeah. yeah. And then they did. I, re- I didn't know I wanted this scene. I remember distinctively when he did the whole Avengers assemble. Oh, we cheered. We were a part of that crew that was just like, you the know what? I don't care. We're going to shout and erupt and just oh. That was a moment right there that, like, I will never forget that moment. And I love the fact that we have YouTube and these kind of videos that yep. can replay audience reaction. I'm not a huge fan of, like, hey, let's record while we're in the movie theater. But for that particular one, that I mean, is such an emotional feeling that I, I feel like everyone who, who was there, like, the opening night weekend, all kind of felt that. I, yeah, I make an exception for this one specific case. Just because I like the ability to go back and feel like I'm part of that audience again and relive that moment. Because in the theater, and the whole theater erupted when we saw it, that was it was such a good moment. And I know like everybody had that had that experience in in their particular theaters. But um, yeah, so that's that's something that's come out. And so that's again that just feeds back into I'm glad that studios are committed to releasing these movies that have been delayed in theaters instead of putting them on streaming services as much as i want to see these movies and i think while we're cooped up and quarantined and all that it makes it makes a lot of sense releasing on streaming services let's see them but you know it also it also shows like i said in one of our past episodes probably last week probably last week it, it shows that studios are committed to the art form of the movie, not just the business side of it. Which, yeah, I think releasing movies theatrically is good business-wise as well. It, it is going to make more money than if you really sell on a streaming service. Uh, but, you know, you, 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 
you're showing your commitment to theaters. You're showing your commitment to how these movies should be experienced. The art of it. Yeah. I think that I think that does a lot in uh, a good way for a lot of these major studios. Yeah. So, uh, like, fantastic that there's the at least Marvel Disney still committed to giving these movies their due yeah. in a proper movie theater. That's that's great. Um, what else we got? Uh, we got. Um, I'll tell you what. You, we have anything that uh, that you feel like you can plug? Because I gotta unplug something. Well, go unplug, and I, I and I'll plug some stuff here. That's and a there. unique way of saying it. I'll be right back. Can't do these two-hour streams. So, I mean, we're still, like, starting off on this. We're still trying to find our footing, which is actually surprising because due to my voice and how I've been feeling lately, I've been plugging away at the liquid, so it's funny that he got up first. Um, make sure y'all are following us on Twitter and Instagram, CineFanaticsMLP. Uh, you see uh, both of our Twitter handles down below. Make sure you are following us. Um, I know he's pretty active on like the social medias. I'm trying to work on it, so give me some time, y'all. Uh, I I'm hoping to do much better than I ever have done as we continue to build this channel. Uh, also, make sure you at least follow me on Letterbox. I am keeping that up to date because that is a lot of fun. I am enjoying that Letterbox account. Uh, same as my Twitter handle down below. Uh, make sure you come follow me there. Let me know what you recommend because, uh, like I said, because of my voice and stuff, I've had like the past like four days off of work because uh, I've been hacking and coughing. They didn't want me at work just in case, you know, things. Um, so I've been catching up on some movies, some that I should have seen, some that I've seen before, but... Make sure you come over there. Check out my wish list. Let me know what you would recommend. What should I stop doing right now and go watch this movie? Because I know there's a couple of them on there. And uh, now he's back. And he's working on his letterbox. He'll have his up and ready pretty soon. Oh, my apologies, guys, for the lack of professionalism. Uh, you should always stay hydrated, drink lots of water, but not right before a two-hour show. Of course. Um, so that's... You talk about Garth's comment here. Due to lack of movies in theaters, Cinefanatics will be changing over to Bibliofanatics. Tune in Biblio next Tuesday Fanatics. night for the book club. That will never happen to this channel. Yeah. If movie theaters die and there's no more movies, this channel dies and there's nothing left. <laughs> we, don't, we don't switch to book club. Oh, there I am. Uh, Nerd Chronic Eric is asking, what is a movie you recently watched and would do a quiz for? I know they did a La La Land one, and I completely missed out on it. Yeah, you missed that one, because you would so dominate that. I would love to do a La La Land one. Um, if y'all do round two on La La Land, hit me up. Yeah. Uh, for those of y'all who are watching who may not be familiar, uh, Nerd Chronic, Aaron Rodriguez, who does the editing for the movie Trivia Schmodown, uh, him and uh, uh, Schmodown... Me, does the fantastic editing Does for the, the fantastic editing for the movie Trivia Schmodown. Throw a good adjective in there. Yes, I should. Thank you for correcting me on that. You're Him welcome. and the fantastic competitor Video Drew have been doing. You can just call her Video Drew. But she's fantastic as well. Yeah, she is. Uh, they have been doing uh, quizzes over on Video Drew's YouTube channel. Uh, she's got a lot of really good content on there as well. She's doing a lot of good stuff over there. I'm actually like really, really impressed with uh, just 
how quickly she just turned around and started hitting the ground running on that. Yeah, so uh, go over there, check out their quizzes. I've participated in a couple of them. Um, some of them have been good, some of them have not, some of them have been really good. Uh, I know they did, like, the, I participated in a Ninja Turtles quiz. Uh, they did a Saw one last night that I wish I was participating in, but <laughs> the voice just was not there for that, <laughs> so. Yeah, you would have sounded just like Jigsaw, though. <laughs> I want to play a game. Excuse me, Billy. <laughs> Billy the Puppet? Good yeah. reference. There you go. Well, I mean, it would, it's technically Jigsaw, but. I don't watch the song. I don't horror. I don't do horror movies. Oh, that's right. So I played. Uh, I forgot about that. I played Garth and uh, the Barbarian from Schmodown. I played him in uh, Small Soldiers trivia. I haven't seen that movie in like over ten years. Don't make Garth feel bad for losing right now. I don't now. think any of us. I think all three of us like were like, yeah, we haven't seen this in a while, but sure, we'll do trivia on it. So, yeah, Robert beat me in Small Soldiers trivia. I haven't seen that movie in ten years. Well, no, every, everybody was saying that. I don't, Thanks, man. I don't mean to make it sound like that. <laughs> I don't mean to make it sound like anything. Yeah, the voice is going now. 73, 73 minutes, minutes in, nice. and it's finally Good wanting job. to kick the bucket. Good job. Well, we still have to hit that main topic now. Um, I would love to see if I can pull this article up. I'm going to jump off real quick. You're going to do that while I'm trying to pull up an article. Guys, this, this is some interesting stuff because we have to talk about this. We have to talk about South by Southwest because we live in Austin and that was kind of one of the big, that's one of the big money makers of our city. We did a whole, a whole uh, tagline episode about this before. It was our second one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Was it really? Yeah. So wow. time flies. So here's the thing. We're in our sixth episode of the tagline right now. Uh, our first episode, we started that off talking about how uh, James Bond, No Time to Die, was being pushed back. Our second episode was about the cancellation of South by Southwest. Man, that... Here's the thing, like... This is a great time to start a movie channel this, uh, live stream show. A lot of stuff in the world right now is a big bummer. A lot of, like, really negative, just awful stuff happening. So I don't want to, like, say that us and what we're doing is you know, top tier of all the bad stuff happening right now. But it is kind of a bummer that we wanted to start this show, and as soon as we start it, the world just falls into chaos, and there's starts to be little little to talk about movie I, I, I think we had planned to start doing a live stream show, like, back in January. We are like, okay, we're going to do a weekly live stream show. Heck, we man, been, we been actually been talking about it before then. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a long time as to how we wanted to do this. I think, like, October-ish of last year and then like in January we're like okay come like the beginning of March at starting in March we're going to commit to a weekly live stream show where we talk about movies yeah that was a blast it's so crazy how like quickly things change there it mm -hmm. is. so uh, so that being said South by Southwest got cancelled that's one of the big uh, breadwinners for the city of Austin uh, again it brings in like Last year brought in like over three hundred fifty thousand people to the city for, I mean, a huge economic so, booster for the for the city. So for Austin, you have primarily South by Southwest and the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Yeah, ACL at the end of the year. Those are two major money makers for the economy of the city of Austin. Yeah, and South by Southwest canceled a week before it was supposed to start. And I think that's when we started realizing, hey. 
Some stuff's about to go down. This might be pretty serious if they're actually canceling South by Southwest. Well, Amazon comes to save the day here, and, you know, whatever you think about Amazon and how it runs as a corporation and whoever runs it and all that and what they do and all that aside, Amazon swoops in with their Prime Video, mm-hmm. and they are going to release a 10-day streaming event where they're bringing a bunch of the movies that were supposed to premiere at South by Southwest. Probably not, probably not the big ones, but yeah. a lot of a lot of the uh, say like the Book Smarts or the Peanut Butter Falcons that were yeah. at South by last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those levels of movies, those the movies produced. that we passed on going to the premiere. You don't have premieres. to say that. Good lord, dude! Learn. <laughs> you need to have camera etiquette. <laughs> you don't say that. Well, okay. In all honesty, that was our first year at South by, and we're like, okay. So we need to go do this, this, and this. Let's pass on this, this, and this. And then, like, later on in the year, these movies are getting critical acclaim. We're like, we could have gone to the premiere of that. There will be some conversations have off screen. Just know that. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I mean, we've learned from this. Okay, so the, <laughs> the Peanut Butter Falcon and the Booksmart uh, 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 level of movies, the independent features that don't have the biggest studio funding but are still, are still ones that need to get out there and people need to see them. Uh, I believe those are the types of movies that Prime Video is now looking at airing for the uh, the ten day streaming that's going to happen uh, from the South by Southwest uh, catalog. Yeah, I think that is awesome. Yeah, because the the key here is that they are making it free for everybody in Amer- in the USA. So the the, ki- the kicker is it is for the uh, for the United States. Uh, understandably, they can't do this for the entire world this just takes a whole lot of effort to be able to to make that available for everybody but they are doing it for free for everybody in the united states and when i say free i meaning it means that you don't have to have a prime video account in order to watch these movies which i think is an incredible thing to do yeah especially if you're given the amount how much does it cost to have that film badge to go to south by to begin with if you get the tickets I'll reveal the cost here. If you get the tickets when they first go on sale this at the South by before mm-hmm. the year before, they're roughly about what eight hundred dollars a badge, something like that. That's just and for that's, the film badge. That's just for film. Yeah. That's not for music. That's not for the interactive part of it. Or the platinum, which is all three. Or yeah, or the platinum. That's just your only film badge. You pretty much will get into like the the movies you want to get into with that badge. Hence why we haven't done South by a whole lot. Yeah, we did it that first year only because the year before I had the ability to buy both of those badges for us. And that that paid off fantastically because yeah. that was a great time at South by. It was great. I loved, like, I'm not a horror movie person, but I really enjoyed go- getting to see the premiere of us with the with the premiere crowd. Yeah. That was, that was awesome with the entire cast and, uh, and Jordan Peele there. Yeah, that was, that was great. But I think this I think this is a really unique and a really awesome thing that Prime Video is doing right now, especially because they know people are quarantined. Yeah. They know they're not going anywhere, and they are pretty much just watching all the streaming services and movies and TV shows that they can right now. Uh, this provides what we all missed out on for South by this year. It provides 10 days' worth of that content for people to be able to now watch uh, on their own in their own homes. Which I think is, is great because it still it still gives the spotlight to these filmmakers and the people who who spent a lot of time over the last year or two creating these films 
to be seen in front of a crowd and don't have that opportunity because South by got canceled. Here's the other thing, too. If you look about the long game in this, mm-hmm. is these movies are being premiered essentially on Amazon. People are going to be, say, like more inclined to watch this because of the exclusivity of the fact that these movies were supposed to premiere at South by now all of a sudden you can see it on Amazon everyone is essentially the idea I would assume is that everyone's gonna jump on board watch those on Amazon and now they're gonna be like oh this is what I could have seen had I gone to South by well I want to go to South by next year because it's fantastic if I could have easily just dropped into the premiere of this movie yeah like, Booksmart was highly acclaimed last year. Everybody who saw it pretty much uh, loved it. Yeah. So, had, I mean, had you go to see it, you're like, cool. I went to the premiere of that. We went to the premiere of Us, Beach Bum. Uh, I saw uh, Curse of La Llorona. Castle on Beach Bum, by the way. Yeah. Mm. Um, you unless, got, you're a har- unless you're you, a... You got to like Harmony Corinne. Yeah, unless you're a Harmony Corinne fan, and then it's right up your alley. Otherwise... Yeah. Uh, I saw Curse of La Llorona and uh, Pet Cemetery. Like, it was great going to the premiere of these movies. Yeah. You get that kind of an experience right now on Amazon with the ability that it's potentially going to put in your head, like, I would like to experience this live yeah. in a theater. The cast is going to be there. The, the cast and there. director, producers, people are going to be there watching this movie with them. Fantastic, and I think it, it essentially it's going to be a great way to build some kind of PR. Yeah. For South by. Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at it from the business aspect, yes, this is a great. It's a great public service. It's a great PR move. It's great marketing for what South by Southwest does and is. Um, I think also this gives us the opportunity potentially because of how just crazy this year is in terms of movies right now. You know, you're looking at where we go into, typically when we start getting into the fall, we're going to have the, nice. That was weird. That was cool. I put a drink down and it sloshes all over the place. It decided to jump out the cup. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I want to participate too. Yeah. Um, typically when we go into fall, I start getting into those months. Glad the whiskey's not doing that. <laughs> Careful. Uh, you start getting into the the say the the oscar the oscar movies the ones that are typically trying to vie for those nominations uh now we have a situation where you're now presenting these movies that were otherwise forgotten about in terms of oscar conversation namely like say a peanut butter falcon which could have been nominated for something but uh now you're looking at releasing that to the public for its premiere and that means it's going to be on streaming service for, for more eyes to see starting now. I would say that you have more of an opportunity now to get those kinds of movies in Oscar talk, even moving into the fall. So my question with this, though, is because of the current situation that we're in right now, are these movies that are being released on Amazon Prime for this 10-day event, mm-hmm. are they going to eventually maybe possibly still get released to the theater and if not are they potentially still in oscar contention do we now have to include uh, maybe uh, just for this year only movies released straight to this amazon prime as long as it's a part of this 10-day event 
these movies are allowed to be in Oscar contention. How do you how do you plan the Oscars this next year are going to be wild? Sure. And I can't wait to do a live stream on that yeah. too. I think what I think the situation that you fall in now is that you have you have the opportunity to have that conversation where it's like, hey, you know, typically we ask for films to be released theatrically in order to be in in talks and in consideration for an Oscar of some sort. Which Netflix has done. Nef- yeah, Netflix did that for... Uh, uh, Roma. Roma. They did that for... Uh, uh, they just I think they just did that recently again. Irishman. Irishman. Yeah, they did that for Roma and they did that for Irishman. Um, and... And uh, Marriage Story. Marriage Story and I want to say it was, what was the movie, like Mud or Mudbound or something like that. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I think one of those. Um, anyway, so that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> video Drew is here. Video Drew. Speaking of Video Drew, there she is. She is in our chat. Video Drew is here. <laughs> right. Back to you, whoever. <laughs> don't take her bit. No, she's really good at that. Yeah, she doesn't want people taking her bits. <laughs> Seen that tweet? Yes. Anyway, uh, hi, Video Drew. Thanks for popping in. We are glad to have you here. Um, the the situation though the, the conversation you can now have is alright we should start talking about whether we do include movies that premiere streaming only or streaming first or what, what have you maybe we should start talking about those in contention for these awards because you know in cases in special cases like this one where those movies couldn't premiere theatrically, they could only premiere through streaming because their the festival they were going to premiere at was canceled. Yeah. Uh, are we going to discredit those films? Are we going to discredit those films from award contention because of the the pandemic? Is that is that what we're going to do? Are we really going to play that game? No. Okay. Well, where do we draw the line? Why is why is this year a special case? And it's not okay to include any future year where these movies release on streaming in in talks. I feel like that's the conversation you now have. This is going to push that conversation forward, which might it's going to do a lot. It's going to do a lot for say like a Netflix and and Amazon and Hulu and all that. Uh, not that I would think like a Bird Box deserves to be an Oscar talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we're beyond that possibly happening. So. <laughs> Yeah, so you're just staring at the chat. You want to say something? No, I, I just like video Drew's comments. Speak of the devil and she will blah, 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 So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. And this is the thing. I believe we're going to have to wait to see how this year continues to progress. Yeah. Again, going back to what I said, I think, last week. This is a very interesting time to watch how movies are going to play out. How is the entire movies, studios, theaters, audience, the whole reaction to everything. Because this is unprecedented. It is completely unprecedented. Uh, (laughs) Quick behind the scenes, I was talking to our mother earlier today. And I was like, I don't think we've actually had this kind of a scenario happen. Except, like, when Influenza first came out, like, way back when, whenever the flu came out. I'm a, Did we have movies then? I'm a movie junkie, not a disease junkie, so... Welcome to Ailment Fanatics. 
so back when when the flu came out again that that came in uh, I, that might have been what they referred to as the black plague i can't remember my history so well just the plague yeah but i mean how did life correct itself after that yeah. that's what we're potentially looking at right now how are movies and modern day technology going to correct itself after this and i'm very very curious to watch how this is going to yeah i mean all of it is very interesting believe me i would prefer not to, having I to do this not to have to do absolutely any of this. but since we're here i'm really curious to see how it all plays out yeah uh video drew actually brings it up she says i think she thinks the issue is whether this year's exception is a precedent or an anomaly. And I, yeah. think, I think that's that's true. That is, that's, is, that's roughly what I'm trying to get at. Is the Academy going to have to make some kind of an exception for particular movies, how they're displayed, how they're presented to the public? Because yeah. these movies still need to come out. If there's some kind of some, especially like these like not major blockbusters, mm -hmm. some of these movies, the problem is, is the longer they sit on them, the more money they're losing. Yeah. They need to release these movies. Even if, mutants. <coughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not so much for Disney because they bought Fox and just adopted oh, yeah. that. They didn't spend any money on that movie. Yeah, but I mean, I, I know Disney would like to see a nice return on an X Men property. Yeah. Um. But some of these, like... We'll get it on Deadpool. Some of these lower, lower movies... I would say lower. But, lower. yeah, lower. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> I'm your father. Anyways, uh, some of these lower movies, they, they need to be released. They need people to see them. And there's a possibility that they may recoup some movie should they be released on a streaming service. Yeah. And therefore, it doesn't become a matter of like, well, who's the, I guess, highest bidder mm -hmm. as far as streaming services go? And will the Academy now acknowledge that streaming service as we're okay with the fact that this isn't getting theatrical play? It's going to go straight to the streaming service. It's still a movie. I think Netflix capitalizes on that. Yeah. Big time. Because I think Netflix is, Netflix right now is, is should be making hand over fist. Uh, in terms of, in, in terms of like viewership and all of that, because everybody's home, everybody's watching streaming, everybody's, you know, they're not doing anything else. They're doing all the indoor activities. So Netflix is Netflix should be thriving right now, uh, and that's that's the situation, not not the not the pandemic situation, but the situation they want to be in is a situation where they are validated as an as an actual source of of uh, film. Yeah. A, a source where you go to see film. And I think it's been a couple of years since they've been releasing original movies mm -hmm. at this point. And especially you get movies like Roma yeah. and Irishman who have been nominated, and rightly so. And they got prestige behind them. Yeah. Uh, Irishman was fantastic. Roma was... I really liked Roma. Yeah. Um, and these movies deserve to have that kind of prestige. It's time to ignore the fact that it's being released on Netflix and not necessarily in a movie theater. These movies have every ability to still be fantastic 
pieces of cinema without actually being in the cinema. Yeah, because it's not like there's not the same amount of effort and work being put into them by the cast and the crew and and everybody involved. It's There's still just as much work put into those movies as there are movies that get released in the theater. So you're trying to... Are you trying to denounce that these movies aren't worthy of uh, being recognized as true film? Because that's because that's kind of ridiculous. So I think I think this whole situation has the potential. It also it also might not because I mean we're we're still looking at you know most of the Oscar bait movies mm-hmm. happen in the fall, and in an ideal world we're past this you know before we hit the fall this year. So this might not even come up and be an issue, but I think it's just a matter of, once again, it, these movies that Prime Video is putting out from South by are going to be in front of a wider audience, and so there's more of an opportunity for for these movies to be recognized in such a fashion. It'll be interesting. Yeah, uh, Video Drew saying, but Roma and Irishman were releasing there. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about. Is yeah. Yeah, both of those movies were released in theaters, so they could be in contention to be. In the in the running for Oscars, it's just another step in Netflix's plan to be validated. Exactly, but now we're at the point where some of these movies may only see release through a streaming platform and may not reach that theatrical release. These movies may need to be released on streaming services only. Yeah. Do we need to reassess? Kind of like what Video Drew was saying earlier. Is this because of like? how we're growing or is this just a complete anomaly do we need to start reassessing how these movies get nominated as far as the oscars and look at the circumstances behind it not just hey they have to be in a theater is it the exception to the rule or is it the rule going forward yeah and and that's what's going to be interesting to watch with this yeah a lot of lot of really interesting stuff because i mean we're also looking at what is what's going to happen with theaters going forward. I know, again, I, I stated before that studios are showing their commitment to releasing these movies theatrically. Yeah. But the question is, how many of those theatricals are still going to be around for these movies to be released into? That's, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation right there as well. Again, when these theaters open, it's going to be full of first-run movies. That's going to be an eager weekend box office to watch. The mom-and-pop movie theaters that barely and, survive on their own regardless, are they are they going to survive this uh, this whole whole deal? The very, Hopefully. The theaters that are just like one-off theaters, they exist as you come to this location to see the movie. Are they going to survive this? I don't know. You know, your AMCs, which I know AMC is, is fighting through some stuff right now, too. Your AMC, your Cinemarks, your Cinemarks, your your Regals, and yeah. your Alamo Draft Houses are probably all going to survive this and be fine. And the only reason we're really mentioning Alamo is because we're in Austin. Well, it is it is a <laughs> nationwide chain now too. It's a nationwide chain. It's not as big as the other three, but it's in Kansas yeah. City. It's in LA. Yeah. Uh, I want. I can't. Video Drew might even know this. Uh, I I can't remember if there's like one in New York. There also. is one in New York. There's yes. one in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, these they've expanded beyond beyond Texas. So. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, so we're in an interesting time. It's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. And we will continue to update you as this news continues. Uh, Tune in at (laughs) 5. Tune in at 5. Never. We're never on at 5 anywhere, anytime. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. On the other side of the world. Texas isn't a nation, guys. Thank you.
Paul the New Zill. Paul, um, you can give up that blue mod status now. Yeah. Texas is the best nation in the entire country. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, video dudes like yes, Alamo is in NYC. Yeah, you never you never talk bad about Texas to Texans. Just just know that. Yeah, I will uh, I will replace your Jameson next time I see you with White Claw, and you will suffer. Oh no, we'll do it with Oak and Eden, a true Texas whiskey brand. That's fantastic. That's not punishing him. I'm He's trying not, to punish him right now. I'm not going to give him some. <laughs> there you go. Got it. Got it. Uh, Eric says, never been to an Alamo. It's a treat. It is a treat. You need to go to one at some point. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, no, the voice. Are you, are you the alive? The voice is gone. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, where are you? Raggy? Raggy? Anyways. Anyway. We start by talking about Garfield. Now we're talking about Scooby. Uh, Which that movie, I'm pretty sure, is getting delayed. Too. Scoob? Oh, yeah. yeah. Scoob's been delayed already. It just hasn't made Which, huge news because that's, it's that's, Scoob. That's an interesting one because the first show I was like, eh. Second show I was like, all right. They're making kind of like a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe animated. I'm kind of into that. I want to see this now. Um, <laughs> funny you never talk about Delaware to Delawareans, but you don't see us <laughs> Is that actually the proper title? Is it Delawareans? I've never thought about that. Is that what but... you're gleaming from then? <laughs> I guess. Uh, here's the thing. I like what uh, was it? O. Audrey is saying true and bring it back to drive-in movie theater style. Those are those. I think are we have a, we do have a couple of uh, drive-in movie theaters in the Austin area, and I would love to see them. I don't know if they're still open. Because, I mean, there's no movies to be released. They're all getting pushed well, back. Right so. now, right now they're not. Here's the thing. I would love to go see, say, like, Star Wars, A New Hope, yeah. in a drive-in movie Ooh. theater. Ooh, no. And this is going to sound like sacrilege to those who really appreciate Star Wars. Probably don't say it then. Grease. I mean... No, think about it for a second. Why, why is it sacrilege to Star Wars? Because Greece is of the time era. They actually go to a drive-in movie Not in Greece. to Star Wars. Uh, no, because Star Wars... <laughs> Star Wars is a great movie to see in a, a different version of a movie theater. But Greece was actually a movie that takes place during the, the drive-in movie yeah, era. 50s. During its heyday. 50s. That would be a great... 60s. I would love to see Grease in a drive-in movie. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I would. that would be my excuse to watch Grease again. Yeah. Uh, video Drew saying slasher films. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be more his style than mine. I'm on board with that. That's the fun thing you can learn about us is that he's the horror movie guy. I am not the horror movie guy. Uh, I like La La Land. Yes. Which I'm not saying that you can... If you like La La Land, you don't like horror movies or vice versa or whatever it's just that's just me um <laughs> anyways uh was there any other movie news as far as movie news goes no i think uh i think that pretty much wraps that up I uh, would, so we're at 99 minutes i would say if you guys got some questions for us go ahead and enter them in we're gonna i think briefly talk about the uh, movie trivia showdown a little bit yeah so here's the thing <laughs> as briefly as possible uh yeah i mean because backstage today was really good 
and I had I hadn't I watched like a small smidgen of backstage today, so I don't know what all was discussed, but I'm pretty sure it was all fire. about the controversy. It was fire. So uh, you might need to correct me if anyone has changed their opinion. And on I this. will. So here's the thing. First off, going into this, uh, for those of you who are watching this, who do not know the movie trivia schmodown, it is like wrestling with wrestling storylines. There is movie trivia instead of actual bodies slamming against the ring uh that's about it it's fantastic it's great to watch we highly recommend you go over to the showdown entertainment network uh there's a couple of people in the chat right now during this live stream that are affiliated with it including nerd chronic who does the editing for the showdown so fantastic uh, the fantastic editing for the showdown so and video drew who is a fantastic video there's Video Drew, there is Tim Franco, who have been competitors on the Schmodown before. Uh, Movie Fenobi is heading out. Movie Fenobi, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so, yes, going into this past episode, yeah. I didn't have a voice when we watched this. That's right. So, here's the thing. Uh, unfortunately, we were busy throughout the week. We weren't able to get to the filming. This is going to be some behind the scenes. I'm going to give some behind-the-scenes spoilers away. How dare you? I know, but a lot of people like to know behind-the-scenes stuff anyway. So, Uh, We just didn't have time during the week to get to it. We actually did not get to filming our reaction to it until Saturday night. I had no voice at all. Uh, So... <laughs> Real quick, we got Movie Fenobi with the two ninety nine super chat. Adams versus Adams versus Lamborghini because Cannonball Run. I like the reference. I understand the reference, and I appreciate your super chat. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, dropping that super chat in there. That means a whole <laughs> lot. And no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um. So I didn't have a voice, so we had this idea to play upon the fact that I really couldn't talk, so I was just going to be silent. And at that point, you probably could talk a little bit, but you just shouldn't. Yeah, it was one of those I really need just to rest. It. I need to rest my voice to make sure I'm able to talk. Say like tonight. Yeah. Because there's possible. no way this show is going to go on if I can't talk. So it would be very unique and very weird, and probably a little boring. And my voice would be gone by the end of it. Yeah. So, uh, so I rested my voice throughout it, and we played up the silent Bob aspect of it. Which, unfortunately, makes me Jay, I guess, which makes no sense at all if you know me personally. Snoochie boochies. Yep. Sure. Anyway, so uh, that was a fun uh, video, uh, a fun match to react to. Only yeah. because... There was so much I wanted to talk about. Yeah, because that... And I'm like, ah! And you can't just not react to that match. Like, when that's, no. that's one thing we talked about, and it just... it. Even if it was just me by myself and you couldn't appear, we had to we had to have a reaction to that. You don't, you don't not have a reaction to who's the boss versus the odd couple. And that was the thing we were tossing around, like, uh, do we need to possibly pass on this? And there's usually, like, last year there was, like, maybe one match we missed. Riley versus McQueenie last year is the one that we missed. Something like that. I was like, is this going to be the one that we missed this year? And we're like, no, we can't miss this. Yeah, and especially since they're only releasing one a week right now due to the yeah. whole thing. Like, 
you don't you don't just skip on that. And this is prime opportunity to be releasing content on YouTube because everyone's at home watching YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, we need to we need to do this video. Yeah. So uh, it was a good match, though. It was it was. Oh, a tight, that was close a match. good match. It was a tight, close match, as you expect for two teams that uh, were top five teams that got to stay together amidst the yeah. draft. Yeah. Um. There's there's two things that like you got to hit on when you talk about this match. Uh, I'll save the uh, the controversy for a second. The first one I want to hit though is that dude who's the boss broke the team's record. That's incredibly impressive. <laughs> Thirty seven. Kevin Smith fans will understand the reference. Yeah. So. <laughs> Train derailed. Um, no, I'm just saying I like Kevin Smith. I'm willing to take so on anyone at a, uh, a Kevin Smith questionnaire or you know schmodown. Everybody knows. Um, so 37, yeah, beating the team's record, and that's now on Bateman and Riley's shoulders. Which, I mean, that make it just makes sense. You, you know, you expect that to happen to one of the the top five teams. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think that was like something really impressive to highlight. Uh, gamesmanship on both sides was great. Uh, you know, you look at Odd Couple, though they did not win the match, they still walked away with 32 points. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned it before in previous Schmodown reactions to, to play, to get 30 something points and lose is still impressive yeah like you can't how do you walk away with like 30 something points being one of the highest scores ever done and you still aren't winning right that's that's super it just, it just shows the level of competition that's in the league now at this yeah. point and the, the competition is high so uh that makes for anybody who wants to join the league as a team it puts the pressure on them to make sure that they're good right out the gate Speaking so, of which, didn't we score the same amount as both the teams at the end one? of first round one? Roughly. Oh, yeah. oh, no, actually, yeah, for that one, yeah. Yeah, we did. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Nice to know. We can do that from Anyways, uh, yeah, because the lights are completely different. <laughs> let's, let, let, let's not sit here and like try to talk ourselves up. The lights are so different. Yeah. So, um, on the flip side of things, though, there is a little bit of controversy. Eh, controversy? I'm still waiting to be impressed. <laughs> Sean Connery is still here, ladies and gentlemen. Our greater adversary. Junior. Pushy galore. <laughs> push Why are we pushing still? Stop that pushing. <laughs> you cut out that pushing right now. Welcome to the Sean Connery hour. Yeah. Uh, so there was the controversy of the very first question. Uh, uh the question came down to which, like, of course, there's gonna you're in a match with Bateman and Snyder, both both who are top of their game when it comes to making challenges when they need to. Yeah. Uh, the first question right out of the gate on that match, though, who is, was the bad guy in Hobbs versus Shaw? Idris Elba. Idris Elba. 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 Like Elbow. Yes. Uh, so we went through, time. we went through everybody's answer. And, and Draco was the last one to answer on this, yeah. on this particular question. He shows his board, and he wrote Idris Alba. Mm -hmm. 
we, which he also we said. have we we have a friend whose last name is Alba. Yeah. He's been on this channel. He was on our Avengers Endgame review. Yep. His last name is Alba. If we referred to him as Aaron Elba, he'd be like, you guys have no idea who I am. That's not my last name. That's not my last name. So, and so this is what they, they brought up on Backstage today, and I'm going to touch a little bit kind of on some of what they said and kind of my own viewpoints on this, too, uh, especially after having listened to that conversation. I'm of two minds. I think, I think we're, it's a very specific, unique situation where that ruling could have gone either way and it could have been justified either way. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I can't remember now what I even said in our reaction video, but uh, there's a situation where, you know, and Draco told that story at the beginning, like he has a friend who, uh, you know, wrote, was a part of writing that movie and, and had a big piece in it. And so he was very familiar with that. It was Idris Elba in, in it. Now, where I think the separation is is that how does how does Andreco say come up, you know, in in how he speaks and how he uh, phonetically hears words and names and then how it translates when he when he says them himself. Yeah. Um, to him, he hears Elba, and phonetically that Elba and Alba aren't that far they are definitely different names okay but they aren't that far phonetically speaking and so okay so that so makes in his sense. mind he hears he hears elba but when he speaks it says it's it comes out alba and so his mind immediately thinks it you know in the direction of alba in which case you know you write down you write down alba i think that's alba it, he can't change that answer once three other people show elba yeah. He just has to trust that the people who are making the call understand that he was thinking the exact same name. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, uh, that makes sense, is you take a, a personal perspective into into account on that. Yeah. And the thing is, is the Schmodown is still young mm -hmm. enough yep. for that to be something that is taken under consideration. And since that was challenged, the Schmodown went to the challenge screen. So unfortunately, we don't get to see the the actual thought process. I don't know if maybe they revealed it on the backstage today, mm -hmm. uh, but we don't get to see if maybe that was brought up while they were in, in deciding this challenge. I, I think that's that might have been part of what went into the consideration when Christian was making the final call on it. Yeah. Uh, because that's that is the situation Christian was making the uh, making that phone call, and I think there's there's a lot of talk as to whether or not we are talking about a hard and fast rule that needs to be followed every single time, no matter what, no matter how that person hears words, says words, uh, whether it's an accident. Like Alex, Alex brings it brings up a good point here. He said hypothetically, what if Chandru made this mistake if it's if it's part of his accent? You don't. I mean, where where do you draw the line? Where do you maybe consider that discrimination if you're saying no, 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 you said the word wrong? Well, you're talking in your accent. You're that's that's that's, messed, that's kind of messed up. So this is where I would go back, and again, with the schmodown being as young as it is, I would go back and reference like let's let's look at actual game shows. Do we have examples from game shows where someone with 
either an accent or it was argued that that person says a certain uh, a certain syllable com- combination yeah. a certain way. Uh, maybe someone does say uh, E-L as A-L, which, I mean, to you and me, L and Al are huge differences. Yeah. But someone else's dialect, the way they're used to pronouncing those syllables, may not necessarily be the same as what we're used to. And we're talking about, this is this is now getting to the fine details of I don't want to. I don't want to call it nitpicking, but no. we really. This is working out any and all bugs, issues, but something that the schmodown would eventually come across. This is. Yeah. This is starting to weed those out. And one thing I do like about this overall, regardless of what the decision was, if you go and you look at actual sports like yeah, football, basketball, or whatever sports are. Um, if you go and you look at them, you have the referees who make calls. Yeah. There are times where referees make bad calls. You may not agree with or, them. Or you what may a not, viewing audience considers a bad call. You may not understand why they made that call. Yeah. Because you, as the viewing audience, may not see the entire play. You don't know from what angle, like which referee, especially, okay, uh, I'm going to drop the facade. In football, there's multiple referees on the field getting it from different angles. That's right. He's seen sports. I have seen sports before. I do understand how they're played. Um, There's multiple referees on the field, so they see stuff from a different angle, and like one of them will blow the whistle, throw the flag, and then they'll all congregate and discuss what was seen and decide on a ruling before the head referee makes the call over the loudspeaker to everyone yeah so this, it's, ha- this it's something like football. that this happens all the time in football where you yeah. know it's, it's it's in question whether the foot was down on the line in order to uh call it a touchdown or not and there's there's always like uh, a flag on a play and all on all that kind of stuff um it's it, it is the same thing for this instance it's it's not necessarily like I understand there should be there should definitely absolutely be a hard and fast rule as far as uh, how how an answer should be given in in the schmodown. Um, but in terms of needing to take into account how a compet- how a specific competitor views something and sees something and hears something and says something, those things need to be taken into consideration also. Uh, to kind of divert away from that just a little bit, uh, Bateman made the challenge call on Andreco. 100% should have done that. Yeah, I would have done that too. It's 100% the right call for him and what he needs to do to try to win the game. He needs to make that call right off the bat because Alba and Elba are different names. They are. Now, what, again, what you're saying is like, the viewers watching sports, they're not down on the field. They're not with the refs. They're not with the players. They don't They don't get to see the minor details of every single play. The refs do. We're not in – we as viewers are not in the studio when they're trying to work out that how that challenge should be played. You have to trust, like, what is presented to you as a viewing audience. And it, it, kind of the same in sports. Yeah. And that's why I'm making the comparison to referees is – in sports, you just have you don't agree with the refs. Cool, don't agree with the refs. It changes nothing. The refs are the ones who decide what happens. Their word is, and there are times I completely understand yeah. where the refs say one thing, and we are shown as a viewer audience at home watching on TV 
the different angles that were filmed, maybe not the angle that was originally shown. To give us as much information as possible to make. And then we're like, okay, no, he definitely was within the line before his foot or knee or whatever dropped. And I think for us, that's what backstage today was. Because you had Andrako on there, you had Bateman on there, and you hear hear it from multiple angles. You hear it from the angle of uh, Roka, who is an outside source between the two. You hear it from... uh, Andrew Guy, you hear it from uh, Brad Gilmore was on there. You you hear all these different perspectives. You hear it from Christian who made the call, and I think I think that's what that is, because we can't we can't be in that studio. We can't hear the conversation that's happening between Andrejko and Christian, or between Christian and the other people who are helping to make the call. So in this case, you have to be able to trust what you see, yeah. and in certain circumstances, uh, for example, as of right now. You have Nerd Chronic Eric, who does the editing. He's there for the Schmodown matches. Yep. He's saying, from what I could hear in my headphones with the clean audio, it sounds like he said Alba. I mean, yeah, it, it's completely a matter of opinion, especially who was there at the time in studio. And it's hard to be able to judge that yeah, right cause, now. Cause but Christian, I like the fact that we can. Yeah, because Christian also said on backstage today that uh, he... he it, and even Bateman said there nobody was coming into question as to whether or not Andreco knew that it was Idris Elba. Yeah, he knew the correct answer. It's uh, it is it comes down to it comes down to whether or not uh, you want to consider how he says a word or phonetically hears a word. Is that different than you know uh, giving a wrong answer? Yeah, inadvertently. So I mean, that's a that's a lot of there's a lot of really really interesting stuff there. I just noticed the color is really bad on this shirt. Like it needs to. <laughs> you know we're live right now, right? Yeah, I know. This is a bad time to be noticing that color on the shirt is bad. N- nobody's caring about your color. <laughs> I do. I, I I like caring about how I look. It's okay. So uh, I think. I, I, I see a situation where they they are not awarding they don't award the points to to Andreco and I think there's a valid reason for doing so. I also see the situation that did play out and they did award the points to Andreco and I think based on how uh, Christian was describing the events and what information we were privy to, I get it. I understand why the points were awarded to Andreco. Yeah. So, as someone who didn't watch, who didn't have the opportunity to watch uh, backstage yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dang it, Lucas. <laughs> I was just tuning in to comment about Robert's collar. <laughs> Damn it, Lucas. <laughs> so, I completely agree with uh, Bateman's challenge. Yeah. Like, Bateman uh, was completely in the right to yeah. challenge that. But I ten times out of ten, like, yes. I, I, says it. He should be challenging that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of understand that there. Uh, now I kind of understand like why that may have been upheld. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it it's it's definitely something I think it. They they again they said it on backstage. I'll say it here. We're going to be revisiting this kind of thing over and over again. It's going to happen multiple times because you can provide as many hard and fast rules as you want, but there's going to be unique special cases that are going to come down to 
hey, how should we apply a ruling to this specific scenario? And here's the thing. I actually like when these controversial, like, I, I don't know, like, like, Christian and the people behind the scenes of the Schmodown, how they feel about this. But I like when these controversial moments come up because it's it kind of helps keep it interesting. It's yeah. something you're like, okay, how is this going to play out? How is this going to uh, challenge everything? Uh, like I, I, I kind of like that, and I'm interested because we're gonna see a lot more. Yeah, there's gonna be challenges that are gonna actually press up against like what we thought how the schmodown worked, and it may change rules still. And some people are going to be thinking there's inconsistency in the rules, but the consistent thing is that it's going to come down. It is, it's always gonna have to come down to okay, this specific scenario. There is a factor here that wasn't present in past scenarios how to how do we use that to figure what we do going forward yeah uh this is it's just going to do nothing but add to the sports factor i know a lot of people are saying that it maybe it might hurt the the legitimacy of the league or whatever stupid thing they want to say i don't know but all i see it doing is just promoting the sports aspect of it even more yeah um the only other thing I wanted to say in regards to this match uh, that nobody else apparently was talking about. Well, we'll find out. So go ahead and say it and I'll tell you if you're wrong. Um, <laughs> was during the post interview, this was like the first time we saw like a completely different angle of how the post interview was filmed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You it just talked about from a shooting aspect. It was filmed from a different. And here's the thing like, as someone who's held a camera and filmed things. Um, yeah, as we're doing right now, like, I recognize you, thanks, fantastic. Um, I recognize how things are filmed and how they're shot. This was the first time we saw this completely, like, side angle. Um, giving my opinion of it, like, I, I don't feel like it was completely bad, it just felt, like, a little jarring, but I, but I understand. I'm, I'm not used to it, but I like what it does. The meaning behind of it. If you, anyone's used to editing video, like in our chat, uh, Nerdchronic. Um, or just call him out, jeez. Well, yeah, because I know he, he's the one who, who did with, dealt with this directly. I like that being able to go between cuts of angles is good to hide like transitions Don't give away all the secrets now no but i mean it, no, it for anyone who's who's interested in filmmaking and how how videos are produced that's a great way to move between well which the schmodown's done before but the schmodown has done like complete like clean wipes across yeah. the screen and boom we're on to the next thought feeling you actually see that that white and, transition and in the past that 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 kind of situation that kind of transition feels like a it breaks momentum just a little bit on the interview because you do yeah. notice it. You're like, oh, all of a sudden, oh, and, and you're left wondering, some, what did I miss? Wait, some, I'm missing something. Yeah. Now you just switch between another angle. It's like, okay, the conversation just carried on, and it hides it. You don't necessarily realize you're missing I, something. And I like that. I definitely like Which that. Which is a secret that probably shouldn't be sharing. But hey, you know what? Movie magic. Here, That's what happens. It, here's the thing. It's all about video editing, yeah. and I'm hoping. That like if people are watching, that someone's interesting in continuing the video creation. We don't do editing on this show because if we did, the show would be thirty minutes because I would be cutting a lot of his nonsense out. 
But, I mean, that that was just one thing I observed from this particular Schmodown episode. We haven't seen it before. Uh, it, it is a weird angle, but like I get... Like he speaks. <laughs> but I get the under... The understanding of why they did that angle and yeah. i i mean i like the idea behind it yeah it was a really unique interesting it's different anyways that was my thoughts that i wasn't able to actually give during the reaction because i couldn't talk for the most part but i can talk now so um anyway guys uh we've hit that two hour mark um uh, we're definitely, a little over that to our mark. It's time to start wrapping this up. I would say if there's any questions, anybody has anything they want to ask us at all, go ahead and shoot that in, like, literally right this second. If you would like to plug some stuff real quick. Oh, yeah, because we gotta, we got we to gotta drop what's going on next week, too. Well, wait till I get back. Okay, fine. All right. Plugs other stuff. Um, so he's going to go unplug while I plug some things. <laughs> That's a unique way of putting it. Uh, guys, there's a... Not a whole lot happening on this channel. There's not a whole lot to uh, necessarily plug. Um, you can follow us both on Twitter. You know, you can follow the Cinefanatics MLP on Twitter. Obviously, both our Twitter handles are down below. I'm pretty sure he mentioned this earlier. Uh, Chris Adams MLP, Robert Adams MLP. Uh, I promise I do more on Twitter than he does. And I can feel comfortable saying that right now because he's not in the room to give me crap about it. So, uh, definitely... Definitely, definitely, uh, I'd say it's definitely good to follow us because, you know, you never know what kind of craziness we, we get up to on Twitter. Um, putting out stuff on thumbnails. <laughs> Paul, only two hours quitters. Hey, look, you know, not all of us can go. Not all of us can have the stamina right now for a seven and a half hour stream. Although, I feel like we did pretty well on, uh, the Call to Action 1000 subscriber celebration, the two-year anniversary of Call to Action, which if any of you in the chat have not seen that, it's it's a, it's a good one to power through. It was a lot of fun. Did a lot of, a lot of fun stuff on there. So uh, we might end up going two and a half hours just because we do have an announcement for next week that we want to make here at the end. Uh, I'm going to wait for his slow butt to get back here. Hurry up! Um... But <laughs> that's probably like really loud into the mic, guys. Uh, sorry. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you did fair. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So lots, a lot of places you can follow us. Get on the uh, on the twitters, on the on the twits, on the instagrams. You can get onto the uh, Facebook group. It's I believe Facebook.com/groups/cinefanatics. I didn't do my arm gesture there. That's fine. I don't care. Oh, look, you're back. That doesn't make any sense anymore. Oh, well, I just heard the... Anyway, uh, we do want to thank everybody for uh, popping in and, and hanging out with us tonight. It's a lot of fun. It's been been really good. We actually had some movie news this week to talk about, and we're kind of hoping that we, there's at least a little bit of movie news to talk about next week because it's going to be awfully fun to talk about that with the uh, special guests that we're going to have next week. Yeah, so next week will be the first time we're actually going to have a special guest Which on the tagline. means that we aren't probably going to be doing it in this fashion. We're probably going to be uh, doing Streamlabs next week just because... I believe we're going to do Streamlabs because unfortunately our special guest is not here in Austin. No, our special guest lives in Los Angeles. It is the one, the only... The outlaw John Roca will be joining us on a Cinefanatics tagline show next Tuesday. So if uh, 
If you're if you're still here right now and you're watching us, you're privy to that information at this moment in time. Uh, I believe we already have enough information. You can get that thumbnail. We can almost set up the uh, stream for next week yeah. right off the bat. But I'm super excited because we've not had a guest on this channel outside of uh, Jake, who is... I don't, I don't, Jake's probably not even in the chat still. But... <laughs> Jake, who has uh, made his way to Texas for, for work reasons, uh, hanging out with us on some reactions. So it's it's really cool to be able to to get get someone like John Roca in on this channel and to hang out with us for for a couple hours. Yeah. So I'm e super excited about it. Yeah, so am I. Uh, eager to be able to uh, pick the brain of the outlaw. Uh, he has like so much like history, not only in the Schmodown, but in movies in general. Just being just being a part of like movie news outlets and, and all that stuff. Yeah, so really eager to see like his thoughts, feelings, opinions on on stuff. So uh, we need to start figuring out like questions we want to ask of him while we have his presence uh, with us. Sure, I can't word anymore. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope that everybody tunes in next week. It's, as of right now, it's going to be the same time. So that which is which is great for him because uh, that means he's going to. I believe he's going to be going back to back. He's got his own show. So what I'd say is go ahead and tune in to Outlaw Nation next week. Yeah. Give him all the likes and the follows and the views and everything on his channel, and then we'll do we'll just do a uh, Outlaw raid onto uh, onto our channel about 30 minutes or so after he's done however long he goes and that's it's going to be fun it's going to be a blast i'm excited for it uh, make sure you follow us on twitter at cinefanatics mlp for any updates if we need to change anything in yeah. regards to next week follow us both at our twitter handles that are down below uh which i mentioned while you were unplugging okay cool because i mentioned them too while you were unplugging so we've covered all the bases yeah uh yeah uh I, I can't be understood. I'm just super excited for next week because you know we've we've had conversations with uh, with Roca anytime that we've been in LA, and he's just a blast to talk to. He's a yeah. he's a fountain of stories and all kinds of fun stuff. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun getting to chat with him about movies and and all the whatnots of the life and times of John Roca. <laughs> anyway, so that's gonna be I can't talk. Yeah, so that's gonna that's gonna go ahead and wrap it up for us this week. Uh, once again, guys, we want to thank you for for jumping in and hanging out with us. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, hold on, gotta gotta get the engineering tools available. someday we'll have an RB three of our own. Yeah. Anyways, so you are good with that? Good with what? Ending it. Yeah. Roll it. Anyways, <laughs> that's gonna be in the, the end of this episode. Talk. Thank y'all for for joining us. You're we will see y'all again next Just keep week. Going. You're doing and great. this has been the tagline. Y'all have a fantastic night. See ya. Later. <laughs>